Welcome to the Geeks at the Gates. This is episode 14, and it's our look back over 2017. Uh, just a couple of points of order before we get straight into it. First of all, this was recorded the week before The Last Jedi came out. So we talk about the thing that's happening in a week. If you're listening to this on the day it drops, it's already happened. Interesting views from the geeks that have seen it so far about The Last Jedi. I'm not telling you what they are because we do not do spoilers here unless we've sounded the spoiler horn, which we haven't done. There will be a podcast. It's going to get heated, I think, is where we stand at the moment. We will be sounding the spoiler horn for this. We have tried not to be too spoilery, but we are talking about things that have happened over the course of the year. And so some spoilers, I'm afraid, are inevitable. We will warn you what we're talking about before we talk about it so you can skip past if you wish. So yeah, that's it. This edition of the Geeks at the Gates is brought to you by Destination Venus, the big little comic shop tucked away in Harrogate's Westminster Arcade. We stock all kinds of comics because we love all kinds of comics. Marvel Zombies, DC Divas, Image Imagineers, Small Press Stalwarts, Indie Individuals and all points in between. We love superheroes, but there's more to life than spandex and we do our best to have something for everybody. Basically, whatever comics you want, we've either got them or we'll get them if they're out there to be got. Find us on the web, destinationvenus.co.uk. Find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash destinationvenuscomic. Or on Twitter, at dvcomicshop. Destination Venus. Love comics. Was it good? Yeah, yeah. Was it good for you and it was good anyway? It was good for me once I calmed down. And it was... We're talking about the, for the love of sci-fi, which is a big convention in Manchester it last weekend. Uh, the paint live oh. in front of thousands of people across two days. Yeah, but yeah, it, was, pressure, it was yeah, scary. Yeah. It was scary. Well, I'll tell you what, we're talking about what's been good this year. Let's start with for the love of sci-fi. Well, I didn't really see a lot of it because I was painting. So I'm probably not the best person to ask. But I, you know, as a, that's the first time you've done something like that. Mm. How, how was it as an experience? It was well, just, apart from utterly terrifying. Um, it was cool. It was cool. It, it was utterly terrifying at first. I, I'm a slow painter at best. You know, the, the, the phasma on the wall took me picking away at, at you know an hour here, an hour there for like six weeks, which isn't really great when you're told you've got to finish a whole painting twice that size in two days. <laughs> so I was like, okay. But I just, it was easy because. I just put my headphones on and got on with it and stopped for little breaks here and there and just churned through it. The, 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 what I saw of the, the convention was fantastic. They had huge, great big, um, life-sized uh, Darth Vader's TIE Fighter, Batwing, Colonial Viper from yeah, yeah, Star Galactica. Oh, I'm really jealous now. Yeah, they had yeah, a power loader from Aliens. I've got to be honest, I was going to go. Yeah, that's a sore subject, isn't it? And then I had to look oh. after the shop because my Saturday staff... <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Well, no, sorry. I mean, I've done that to you for every other con this year, so pretty much. Yeah, There's like, been a lot of cons this year. Yeah, you know, for a small country, it used to be there was pretty much nothing in this country, and now it seems yeah. like every town has got its own. I remember, I remember there used to be there They're used all, to be Bristol. Yeah, yeah. Um, all pretty rubbish to be. Honest. I I remember Fantasticon UK in Harrogate, circa 1996. Wow! I think. Just after Star Wars was reissued, do you remember that when I was they brought out the gold VHS? Oh yes, I remember that. I remember that. I've got that. I said I've got, I've got the silver one because it's widescreen. I've got the gold one because it had the T-shirt in it. 
so I got Sweet. the free T-shirt, which I know it has something. But yeah, and they had because that year was at the Crown millions of years ago. Because I was a kid. It really wasn't big then. It wasn't big. It was tiny. Terry Pratchett was there though, and um, was he? Yeah. That's good. And for some strange reason associated to people that took me, I was Dave Prowse's guest. I didn't pay to go. And I didn't even know him. It was really weird. <laughs> so wait, 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 wait. Sorry, sorry. You buried the headline there a little bit. Yeah, yeah, you, so, so you went to Fantastic Con at the Crown Hotel in Harrogate. I was just a little kid. As the guest of David Prowse. But I don't know how. I still to this day don't understand how. I went with some American friends. You were in a competition? Are you, are you no, no, I went with some friend American or? friends, and I think they were with. They went under him, as it were, and then I just got tagged on. But it meant that I went with them one day as his guest, I guess, as they were maybe. And then the next day I just went back by myself without them, and I was still there as his guest. It was very strange. Because I didn't know the guy. I met him. He's a very nice man. Um, he's a very nice man. You probably know him from his, uh, his screen work. Funnily enough, yeah. yeah, as the Green Cross. I was going to say he'll always be the Green Cross coat man to me. <laughs> yeah, it was weird, but it was um, yeah, it was good. And they obviously they had the man behind the ma- the men behind the masks was what they were doing. So they had yeah. like Jeremy Bullock. Jeremy Bullock was there. Turns yeah. up to the opening of a pair of curtains. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I opened an envelope earlier. He came in. <laughs> yeah. And um. Oh. Baker. Kenny Baker. Kenny Baker was there, and um, so Ian's now really pissed off because because Ian's no, Ian could have met Kenny Baker and didn't. Oh, yeah. I did. I got his autograph. I was very young, and it was very cool because you know he was awesome. He wrote bleep bloop, and we all know <laughs> we all know the one he writes bleep bloop. He doesn't mean bleep bloop. No. He did actually speak like that. It was uh, not many people know that. He yeah. actually speak like an artist. Yeah, and um, Warwick Davis as well. But um, oh, see, look, names. Chewbacca guy. Peter Mayhew. Yeah, Peter Mayhew had a cold, so he didn't come. Uh, you see, he should have worn that big fur coat. I was there. It was an entertaining, <laughs> very weird, weird weekend. But Harrogate did have a cold. Millions of years ago, me and my point. That is very cool. <laughs> well, well, of course, Harrogate had one. Well, it had two this year, but let's let's ignore the one that was in the school hall for a bit. Well, it almost had three this year. didn't It, it? almost had three, um, but it did have Ultracon, and Ultracon was great. Um, did you go to that? Huh? No, I missed it. It was so good. Oh, go next year. When was it? Was it, was I... the, it was at Showground a couple yeah. of months ago. It was October the 1st. I have no yeah. excuses. It was a Sunday, October the 1st. Um, Horrible day. It was all indoors, pretty much, and it was brilliant. Yeah, yeah. the weather was terrible. It had everything. So good, wasn't it? Yeah. And they had a full-size they had millenn- stars, didn't they? Yeah, and they had a full-size Millennium Falcon cockpit you could sit in with Chewbacca. That's very cool. Which See you next year. Was awesome. Yeah, and they had a, a one-third size at hat Oh, they're my favourite. Which is very, very cool. Um, and what I really liked, because we had a stand... Well, we had a stand there. I had a stand there. And so I was still packing up after everyone else had gone home. So I was there when all the cars left. Oh. And you know they had the Fast and the Furious cars? You know, in the movie. You've seen them? Every, everyone's seen the Fast and the Furious, yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, um, yes. Oh, God, I love... Don't get me started. I love that franchise <laughs> so much. Um, oh, no. that's, a, that's a whole podcast. That's I, a guilty pleasure. Really? It, it could be, yeah. But, <laughs> yes, it's not short of its misogyny, but very strong, full of surprises. very strong female lead, very diverse cast all the way through. Um, every yeah, single one. It's, um, and they know who they are. And yeah, and they know. They <laughs> know it's ridiculous. Refrain. This is my constant refrain because is it in six where they go? We know who we are. They say every other line. Or in the family. But the movies, the movies know how. I mean, the first one doesn't work quite as doesn't hit quite as well because it takes itself too seriously. But by by four, by four, it's just like yeah, it's ridiculous. By six, it's like fuck it. 
put the cars in the back of a plane and parachute them. It's like any problem, any problem, any problem can be can, in that franchise can be solved by driving towards it really fast. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, no, love that franchise. But no, in the first one, whenever they go anywhere, they always go in convoy. Everyone's got their own car, and they all drive in, in the same order every time, about six inches from each other's bumpers. Yes. When the cars left the showground on the Sunday afternoon, even though there was nobody there to see it, that's what they did. <laughs> oh, wow. It was brilliant. Were they part of Car Stars, or were they separate? Because those guys were at um, the Volkswagen Festival, and I... I the reason, one of the reasons I love those cars is because they have the Jurassic Park Jeep. They had the Jurassic yes, Park Jeep. Yes, that was there. So much. It's like such a childhood. I just wanted one. And they had the 66 Batmobile. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I saw that drive off. I mean, only as far as the trucks that it was going out on the back of. <laughs> but dear God, I don't know what kind of engine it's got. It sounded like, it's, it sounded like a small aircraft carrier. It was like, it was great. Yeah. yeah. Nearly ran me over, which was less good. Yeah, it was a good con. You should go. Yeah. It really was. It was really, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, Fingers crossed for another one. Then. Well, they're, they're coming back. The, they, the organisers said, certainly on the day, I mean, they had a chance to change their minds since, but it was the best one they'd done. It was the easiest venue they'd ever been at. It's such a good venue. It was packed. So there was certainly no problem with people getting there. So, so yeah, they're coming back. They think they want to make it their permanent home. That's so, amazing. So I'm, I'm stoked. If we just jump back to For the Love of Sci-Fi for a second before we get started, though. Yeah, yeah, go, go. Uh, yeah. Um, as, a, as someone who was sort of a guest there, it was great. Uh-huh. I, had a, I had, a, had a whale of a time. It was so cool just to get to paint and lots of people come and talk to me and then get to meet um, Ian McDermott and get, get it signed, and that was all great. Um, but they had loads of problems the first day. It was too busy. The organisation for the queues was dreadful. Um, the parking was shocking. But the great thing is, they admitted to that on Facebook on the Saturday night, and they worked out a new plan for the queuing, and they fixed it the next day. That's great. That's That's really good. They said, anyone who has a problem, who wants a refund, who wants, you know, who's got any issues with it, email us, we will reply this week, and we will get it sorted Mm -hmm. for you. And they've been replying constantly, and, and you can see the 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 happy the, the thumbs ups on their their posts yeah. returning yeah. rather than the grumpy faces, yeah. and the thing is basically I think they've just gone. They went nuts. They, they they went from being a small thing that had your your Jeremy Bullocks and your you know the guys that turn up to an opening of a. Yeah, yeah that guy that guy out of Primeval and and the <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and they've done that for two years. And this year they said right, we're going to get some great guys. So they got William Shatner, David Hasselhoff, Billy D. Williams. You know, um, Dolph Lundgren, uh, uh, Billy from Gremlins and uh, Ernie Hudson from Ghostbusters. And, and it was just, and, and more, more and more and more. And But they still had it the same place. Right. And, yeah. uh, you know, I think that's, they really needed to, to move somewhere else. So maybe next year they will. Yeah. But you can't fault them for... I hear the old showground is very good as a venue. <laughs> <laughs> you can't fault them for putting on an amazing show, you know, quality-wise of what they had. And... Uh, just a mention for the the, can, the replica cantina bar they've got upstairs, which was just awesome. Awesome, you know, it, it, it is the cantina. Could you have blue milk? Uh, they had a cocktail called blue milk. I didn't try it because I was driving. So. Yeah. Also, it's also, blue milk. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> it's I don't know. Blue balls and blue balls and milk. Were you when you were doing your painting? Were you? Were you doing like a live commentary? At the same no, no, I was just there. I mean, people could just come and talk. And... Yeah, we were we were all along the wall. There was there was six of us all along one wall. We were all our, our kit. We were next to the the sort of queuing area, so people could, as they were queuing past yeah. could, could see us all. 
Uh, lots of people stopped, came up and talked, took photographs, asked us, you know, just what we were doing, and you know. But leave me alone, I'm pensive. No, no. When I walked through, I thought I put my headphones on and I was getting a bit, you know, stressed. The only bad moment for me was I've, I've told this to a few people, but um, it was so cold the first morning, the paint wouldn't dry, and my plan had been to basically cover the entire canvas in a starfield and then paint over it rather than fill in the starfield round yeah, yeah. the, the portrait because that would have been a complete ball ache. <laughs> so I flicked loads of PVA at the canvas to cover it, mask it, washed it all with black and purple. Stood back thinking, right, 10, 15 minutes, I'll rub all that PVA off and stars will appear and I'll look magic. Two hours later, I was still waiting for it to dry, and people were uh, asked, looking at me like, you're mental. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone else is drawing this, these intricate, beautiful portraits, and I've just got black. <laughs> like I had a, you're like, I'm a, pro- I'm a, pro- I'm a professional artist, I come say, back. Yeah. No, no, don't walk away. There was an answer to that, though. Yeah, we, well, yes, I'm drawing the emperor. This is a representation <laughs> of his heart and soul. I was going to say, there is an answer to that, it's called a hairdryer. But, um, there was no plugs, oh, and I didn't no. have one with me anyway. And also, to be, to be fair, always carry Ian, Ian, Ian is not a gentleman with much need for a hairdryer. But, if, if, yeah, you are if you need to dry paint. You will, like I say, usually it's 10, 15 minutes, but oh. it was so cold it just would not set. So people were watching paint dry. <laughs> this, this joke was made, yes, oh, yes, wow. yes. So. But other than that, it was a great weekend. I had a great time. Um, I met Billy Dee Williams, met uh, Dennis Lawson. And, yeah. Like Rage, we were going to go, and it just all fell apart. Fair enough. Well, shall we actually crack on with yes. with the, the podcast? I'm going to be I'm going to be super tight on the timekeeping this time because we always overrun. Mm-hmm. Right. Look, if we overrun, it just turns into two I'm... podcasts, and then we don't have to do this for a bit. <laughs> I'm just thinking of you editing that eight-hour podcast next time and not having to make apologies when it doesn't appear. No, no, no. The problem, the problem, the problem, the problem with the podcast that that is a week late, nothing to do with the length. I could have edited it really quickly. Had it not been for the fact that I sound like I'm talking on a walkie-talkie from the 1970s from the bottom of a well. <laughs> because I don't know what was going on with my mic. But and Tina in London didn't have her volume turned up high enough. So um, she was really quiet. So I had to, I had to double up all her audio. Right. Which, but at least her audio was clean. Mine, mine was... Mine was oh God, I sound like something off the, the Dam Busters. It was just... I don't know what was wrong with my mic. It was awful. Uh, I actually had to re-record some of my biz, um, which was not ideal. Testing, one, two. <laughs> uh, and was really obvious as well. It sounds like... <laughs> because, of course, Pratchett... <laughs> and then it's... It was a really good It was a really good conversation But dear god it's a bloody awful podcast So yeah, so no, that length is not the problem I can always split it up into bits Well this one's going to be a corker isn't it Rich? Because what are we talking about? We're talking about, oh I see what you're doing You're trying to introduce the thing yeah. I'm just trying to get it going It's almost like we've got a professional here right, well. We've been here four hours so far <laughs> <laughs> We've already <laughs> talked just about Just waiting for the podcast Oh, Do you know what, we've already talked about cons in Harrogate and I, th- I, I thought that was very interesting I'm sure the listeners are enthralled already um, We are here for the for the Look back over the year What's been good, what's been not good I think I'd kind of like to focus on the positive A little bit, because yes. God knows the year's been crap enough mm-hmm. <laughs> So so, yeah, had cons in Harrogate. They were quite good. The one in the school hall was, you know, in a school hall. But for the given value of a con in a school hall, I thought it was great. Yeah. UltraCon was amazing. Uh, next year, 
Uh, we've probably got Ultracon. We've definitely got the Harrogate Comic Con 3. I imagine that the Knight Rider car and the 18 van will be back. Uh, along with that not racist at all mannequin of B.A. Baracus. Uh, we've also got Polycon, which is attached to the world to Worldcon, the sci-fi convention, uh, which is coming to the Majestic in March, I think. Guest of Honor Gary Erskine. That's as much as I can tell you at the moment. Okay. We're probably having a table if they ever email me back. Because I keep emailing them. And they keep peeling your back going, yeah, it sounds great. We'll get our people to get in touch with you. Aren't they their people? And then, <laughs> yeah. You're your people. <laughs> so, well, because it's always, oh, yeah, I'll get, we'll, we'll get our retailer team to, to oh, get in touch with you. Yeah, yeah I've emailed them. They're not ever getting back to me. Right, so we're starting on movies, TV, comics, music. Well, you said movies first. Let's start with movies. Okay, movies. Um, movies I've enjoyed this year. Uh, La La Land was fantastic. Yeah, I know. I thought that would have come up. Out of, uh, <laughs> left what have you done with Ian? I really liked it. It was great. It was great fun. Great soundtrack. It's enjoyable and bittersweet, and I enjoyed it. But it's not very geeky. So, um, <laughs> uh, War for the Planet of the Apes was oh, yes. stunning. I really enjoyed really it. Good. Really enjoyed it. How many times? How many times do you watch the third in a series of films, and each one gets better, and the third? Is probably the best of the three. It, I mean, it's rare. It never happens. It's rare. It seldom happens. It seldom happens. Yeah. It, it's. I don't. I'm not entirely sure it's better than two, but it definitely holds its own against it. It's not. It's not a step down. But I, I just. I love the fact that halfway through, you suddenly realise that you're rooting for humanity to die. <laughs> yeah. And that's kind of yeah. you know. To be fair, to, to, be, exactly. to be fair, Ian, that's, <laughs> that's basically you. Yeah, but what of the Planet of the Apes is me and 2017 colliding, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I, I really enjoyed it. So I mean, you you enjoyed it too, I think, Matt. I thought it was great. Um, I was quite surprised. I mean, you know, you know, through the three films, you know that human beings are, are the bad guys. I mean, you, you know, you, you just know that, and you feel terrible about yourself being, you know, being a human being. Um, but it, for me, I mean, the visual effects are just, even now, I'm just watching it, and just the fact that they're on screen, for, the apes are on screen for 99% of the time, and you know it's a visual effect, and it just looks incredible. I thought the story was great. Um, I thought that Steve Zahn, was it Steve Zahn, who played the ape? Who was Bad the ape, com- yeah. No, no, like the comedy. Yeah, it was, it was called Bad Ape, wasn't it? Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, well, he had like, I mean, there were a lot of laughs. Yeah. There were a lot of laughs in that film. It was genuinely funny and touching and heartwarming and dovetailed really nicely into Planet of the Apes. So kind of where, where they end off, Planet of the Apes sort of sort of kind of picks up. So I thought it worked very well. So in terms of a trilogy, you know, brilliant. Good way to good way to end it. Yeah, I totally agree with it. The, the CGI is phenomenal. I mean, it's it's as close to real as as I've seen. I think you know, there's been so so much CGI now. You you just get kind of. CGI, you know. I think it's also but, nice yeah. to, to compare the performances of people like Andy Serkis yeah. from the first one all the way through to that because he becomes less ape-like, if that makes sense. As, yes. as, as, as Caesar develops, the performance develops from being a very convincing... Is he bonobo or a chimpanzee? Chimpanzee. Very, very convincing, whichever. Um, I say this, I've seen the first one. To, to being a... To being a very convincing chimpanzee who's getting a bit human. Yeah. And it didn't it didn't didn't come across as a human being a chimpanzee, it came across as a chimpanzee being human. Which is a hell of a feat to pull off. Yeah. Yeah. 
but yeah, that, that's definitely one of my my highlights of the year. Um, what else have you got? What else have I got? Oh, give me, give me. I've I've been I've been quite disappointed with a lot of the movies this year. Um, so I'm not going to go that way if if possible. But I thought that that for example, Guardians of the Galaxy two, hilarious. But the story just didn't go anywhere. Yeah. I didn't really care for... It was daddy issues. Daddy issues, yeah. Here is my movie about daddy issues, but it was beautiful. Oh, it was gorgeous, yeah. and it was like, funny. It was and beautiful. Yeah. Like, for me, I went to see it, and I just sat there and went, this is amazing to look at. Like, the story's not great. The soundtrack is phenomenal. I love it. I listen to it all the time. So do you. I do, yes. <laughs> I get out of the van and walk in here, and I'm like, it's the same. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the, it's, be- it's a stunningly mm-hmm. uh, done film. It's, it's amazing. I love it. I love watching it. And it was like my eyeballs were just so happy to watch it. But yeah, the story just was like, nah. When you watch all of DC's films, and it's kind of dark. And, I mean, they made Superman dark and dour and then you look Don't at Guardians of the Galaxy 2 and it's this 70s it's psychedelic so pop it's just a rainbow kind they make of space look amazing it's amazing yeah. they yeah, do they yeah, yeah they do space yeah. stunning absolutely beautiful and I love that all the characters are all like multicoloured and I just I enjoy it I just really enjoy yeah. it visually I don't necessarily enjoy the story but no, it's, a shame it's nice to watch it's a shame the story didn't quite match up because yeah, the yeah. first one is a great movie Absolutely end of story you know, yeah, yeah. start to finish and this this started off strong and it was I mean every two minutes is a laugh I mean yeah. just I've not laughed so much in a, in a film that's not really a comedy as such I mean I know it yeah. is a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a sci-fi comic comedy but it's you know it's not billed as a it's comedy it's not pitching film. itself yeah. as a comedy yeah and I, all the way through just in stitches but I just didn't care what was going on, you know, just like, yeah, next scene, come on, come on, just get to the end, you know. I think the thing I thought was was that you, you just, you suddenly realised you'd missed spending time with those characters, mm-hmm. and then you enjoy spending another couple of hours with those characters. So in a way, the story almost doesn't matter, because you're just like, it's like hanging around with your mates. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's just a cool, funny fun. couple of hours. Yeah, I really enjoyed, like, the expansion of Rocket's character, like, that was really good. I think they gave him, like, more... In terms of like making him not more human because he's a rock killer, but no. you know what I mean, yeah, like, yeah. giving him more depth. Yeah. Everyone got their that own little was, story yeah, arc. Everyone got their own little bit more depth, and that was really great. But at the end of the day, like the main story was just not interesting. No. It's no. just like oh great, and but I mean I liked all the expansion of the characters, but it felt like a it felt like a middle film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Middle film, but it felt like filler. It'd be interesting to see where they go with the third, with yeah, the third yeah. movie, all the yeah. space, and mm-hmm. there is going to be a third one, is there? Oh, I would have thought so. The amount of money it's made. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I hope so. I've got, I've got no no problem what giving them another go. That's yeah, for sure. Yeah, you know. For sure. Uh, what else? Oh, I had I had things in my head. Oh, yeah, they've you. gone out. They've gone out. Um, That's why I made the list? My brain doesn't work. <laughs> Movie wise, yeah, I've really I've really not seen a lot this year that that's jumped out. I haven't seen very many movies this year. Um, I mean, I think we all know that the standout for at least two people around this table is actually still to come yeah. out next week. Mm-hmm. Um, but can, uh, can I just say Wonder Woman just quietly to myself in the corner? Cause no, does, it, does it quietly to yourself Wonder in the corner? Wonder Woman was phenomenal. Like, Wonder Woman was the film I've waited for since birth in terms of having a female character who is that strong, represented as that strong. I just, like, I wrote it in big letters and underlined it, like, many times. That's basically it. Because, you know, I went to, I took my mum to see Wonder Woman, right? My mum my and I have had this sort of weird little in-joke all my life that she's always gone, who do you think I am, Wonder Woman? And I've always been just like, 
shut up. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> I've always bought her, like, Wonder Woman mugs and coasters. It's always been this thing. So I was like, Mom, I'm going to take you to see Wonder Woman. And I love, like, obviously geeky comic book stuff. And, like, my mum just likes, like, Wonder Woman, basically. That's it. She's never read the comics, but she loved um, watching it growing up. Mm-hmm. And it's what she loved. And I took her to see it. And... Honestly, she cried. She was like, this is everything I've ever wanted. And I was the same. And I just sat there, you know, that moment on the battlefield where she just walked. Yeah. Was just such an incredible, powerful thing. And I know so many women that have just gone, this is the film we've always wanted. Give us more films with female leads. Because there's so many phenomenal characters out there that don't get them. And it's just such a good film. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. I really hope that after the, the literal bucket of crap that DC have been churning out in terms of movies since Christopher Nolan stopped doing Batman, basically. I hope DC learns the right lessons from it. Yeah, Patty Jenkins is on for the next one. I yeah. think she's a fantastic director. And did you work? I can't remember I can't I can't remember all the names involved now, but did you hear Gal Gadot? Gadot? Gadot. The woman who plays Wonder Woman, right? Yes. Um they only signed her for one film. Because, oh, because they're idiots. Well, no, and obviously they've gone back to her now and said... Highest grossing... They've gone back to her now and said, so, sequel, right? And she went, yeah, fire that guy. Yeah, I know. He's a dick. And that's that. Yes. She she said she wouldn't do it. Yeah, she wouldn't do it if he was attached. I forget forget what he's done. Uh, It was uh, Brett... uh, Brett Ratner. Brett Ratner, yeah. That's right. It was on as like some eight... You know, it was was only like eight executive producers on a film don't do anything, put their names on it. So it was that. Uh, Gal Gadot, just got to say, I mean, I think she's just amazing. Best thing in Justice League, which is, again, just bland and... and, To be fair, being the best thing in Justice League is... But she's just, you just want to watch, I mean, you, you could watch hours and hours of her being, you know, being Wonder Woman, yeah. Wonder Woman. She's, she's fantastic. Uh, two things I heard about her recently were, well, first of all, I, I saw a video when she was at Comic-Con this year. I might have mentioned this in a previous podcast, but <clears throat> they had all the actors sitting down for a signing session for, for Justice League. And a little girl came up to Gal Gadot, yeah. and she's dressed as, as Wonder Woman. And I think she burst into tears as, as soon as she started speaking to Gal Gadot, because, you know, her, yeah. her hero. And, um, and, she, and Gal Gadot, took 10, 15 minutes to talk to this girl, whereas usually, you know, sign, sign an autograph, move on, on to the next, on to the next, and yeah. she's amazing. Also, she hosted Saturday Night Live recently, yes, and did. apparently um, when they have uh, like a, a sort of a cast meeting with the host that week, and normally sit down and talk about movies and all sorts of stuff like that, and apparently she sat down at the table and said to everyone, right, go around the table and everybody tell me something about yourself that you've never told anybody else. And so she's just got this different... You know, she's got her head screwed on, yeah. I think. And I want to see more of her as, as Wonder Woman. I just want to see more of her in movies just generally. But I'm also watching... She's in uh, Fast and Furious, isn't she? She is. She in... is. <laughs> yes, she's part of Fast and Furious. She is indeed. Um, I don't think I've said right. that. And, and I can tell you that she's absolutely badass, yeah. isn't it? She knows who she is. I'm currently watching a fantastic series. Family. I'm watching this great series called Robert Kirkman's Secret History of Comics. Okay, yeah. Right? And I'm on the second episode, and it's it's all about Wonder Woman, the creation of Wonder Woman, the the he Blue Master who created her, the fact that he lived with two women, oh, and they had this they had there this is, there is, is a film yeah. about it, and they had this very unusual relationship, and he was very kind of forward thinking in terms of women's rights, and I mean he, he wrote in a book he wrote that um, he said you know w- women should be 
leading the world because they're not as as aggressive as men, or they're not this, they're not that. And here's the reason why, at some point in the future, the world, most of the world, will be led by women. So in terms of like forward thinking, this is back in the 30s yeah. as well, and he created he created the lie detector as well. So you know he did a, he did a whole bunch of different things, but it's just fascinating. Again, the character when you when you're reading Wonder Woman as a kid, you're like cool outfit, lasso and stuff, and then as you get older, you sort of think, hang on a minute tying people up and you yeah. know there's a whole other subtext and we discover the origin behind you know the character yeah. and the creator it's it's fascinating stuff but yeah can i be um devil's advocate for a second or mr cynical however you want to, want to put it well yeah cynical i know, I know. <laughs> um i enjoyed wonder woman uh-huh. and gal gadot he is stunning to look at and but regardless of that from a male or female perspective <laughs> She embodied the character. She did a yeah. fantastic job. Yeah, she is Wonder Woman. Like Christopher Reeve, yeah. she is that yeah. character. Yeah. She is yeah. Wonder Woman. She, yeah. She's that definitive. Yeah. Yeah. I think of Wonder Woman, uh, Linda Carter, bye-bye. It's, it's yeah. kind of but but I, I can't help thinking that it got such rave reviews. A, because girl power and this incredible embodiment of something that women have wanted to see so on screen. Yeah. You know? And also because all the rest of DC's output has been <laughs> utterly shit. <laughs> utterly shit. Because Wonder Woman is dark and quite dismal and the CGI is appalling and the end fight with bloody David Hewlett as the god of war with that mm. pedo moustache. Just no, 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 no. It, it, <laughs> I, I, I loved it until oh, yeah. the last third. Then I was just like, oh Christ, did dc eat it? And and that was that. So well, I mean, I'm, it, I'm totally up for another one, uh, and I think she's fantastic. And I understand why it was like wish fulfillment for every woman ever who's wanted yeah. to see that on screen. But I just felt that the movie itself wasn't as strong as the hype made out. Please don't kill me. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I actually really hate the fight too. Good. I don't like that fight. I think it's a really odd. It just didn't seem to make sense. <laughs> it's just. It was a really odd moment in terms of narrative. It felt weird. Like that, it got that was where I don't know. It's like it was her versus the woman with the the gas thingy that mm-hmm. whose name names. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it was that forever and ever, and then it was suddenly him, and I was like, well, it's not like it was a fun twist that came out of nowhere that shocked me. It was just like, um, oh, yeah, yeah. yes, and that's that was kind of, mm, and then yeah. it turned into another roiling skies, uh-huh. dark green and red CGI thing yeah. of a guy with a thing. But it's the problem that DC have got. It was the same with Justice. I mean, I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't love the story aspect of it, but I was so hooked by that point that it just, the rest of the film carried me through to the end. Like, looking back at it, I go, yeah, it didn't. That whole, As it was happening, I was going, I'm too much in love with this character and what's gone, gone, on, gone before to be upset by this right now. But in terms of narrative, when you look at it, you just sit there and go, I wanted to see, eh. I wanted to see her step in his neck, definitely. I, w- I wanted I wanted her to end him, but afterwards I was just like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. I had problems with the World War One setting. I just thought it was a bit odd. Why not World War Two? I mean, well, why not any other sort of time? Well, I don't I, have to the only reason I could see that, that they moved it because I mean, it, the, the the original origin story is World War Two. Yeah. The only reason I can think of for them moving it is let's not be too similar to Captain America. That's exactly my thought. Yeah. Um, <laughs> except yeah. everyone's reaction to it being set in World War One was. Oh, they've just done that to be different from Captain America. Yeah. Well, they went. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't know. I didn't realize it was set in World War One, and that, yeah. that's my favorite notice that people have gone. Oh, it was not World War Two, and I'm like, no, <laughs> there were two of those. <laughs> 
Yeah, I prefer the sequel when it comes to World Wars. But uh, I think that I think that DC the middle one, the middle, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, not, I'm not keen on the sequel they're working Don't. on at the moment. But We're waiting on the end of the trilogy. <laughs> it's not far off. But it's funny, bizarre. DC again, you've got all these amazing characters, and they choose in terms of villains, Ares, uh-huh. so Wonder Woman, Steppenwolf. Of all the Justice League villains, who the hell has exactly. Steppenwolf? Even if you know comics, you're like, yeah. And then you know, you bring Suicide Squad to the screen, and it's a bunch of. Some characters you know, and some really out of all the characters DC's got to pick from. Why? Why are you choosing those? It seems so weird. It's just because a, they're run by Harley and Hot Topic kids. Yeah, yeah they're yeah. run by idiots who don't understand the characters or the comics. Anyway, one of the really big issues is the, the, the the stuff that seems to be coming out of them. And like I've read so many. Obviously, there have been a lot of think pieces about the work of DC cinematically uh, or the DCU. It's not a universe. You've done it in five minutes. Marvel <laughs> yeah. spent forever building what seventeen they films. Yeah. Right? You know they've they've done the work, and that's why it makes as much money as it does. And they've built the fan base. Even non comic book readers that just love those films and enjoy it and everything. That's fair. Like. DC have tried to do it too quickly, and I'm sure I've said this before, possibly just to you, but I just think they've done it too. They've tried to do it so fast, and lots of people have said it, you know, and that's why it's yeah. struggled. They're but they're not learning. Think pieces about they're not it. Learning. Actually, they're right? not learning. They're yeah. just doing it again, uh-huh. and it's because they don't understand. They're looking at what Marvel have done and gone, "Oh, well, we'll do that." But as you say, they haven't done the work, and they don't. The Avengers and Captain America and Thor and even the Hulk, God help us. Um, all felt to me like the people that were working on them knew and loved the characters. Yeah. I don't get that feeling from DC no. at all. And I always think that DC seem embarrassed by a lot of the tropes of their characters. Like, yeah. well, Superman wears red, blue, and yellow. Well, let's not make it blue. Let's make it like a dark blue. What, almost like black? Yeah, let's make it black. Let's make, not red, just really like a dark like, like, like black, you mean? Yeah. They're embarrassed. Like, they're, embarrassed. You know, they're embarrassed of, of, of fun. Yeah. Right? I think yeah. they're embarrassed yeah, yeah. to do anything which might be perceived as not butch and manly and yeah, yeah. Than, whereas Guardians of the Galaxy is just like let's make everything yeah. big it's why not yeah. and it's like, so much better for yeah, it yeah, yeah. Um, but, but I suppose what's and Thor is like yeah, yeah let's get Jeff Goldblum and give him silver lipstick let's do that yeah. and everybody Watch loves Jeff the scenery. Yeah. yeah exactly but I think DC kind of I'm not defending them but I think if you look at DC's successes well their successes in the past have been the Batman films so you're starting mm. from a dark place aren't you and you're thinking, well, we've got Batman, right, so that's established. What else can we do? Keep it dark. Superman, keep it dark. Wonder Woman, keep it dark. Keep it dark. Suicide Squad, keep, just keep it dark. God knows what they're going to do with you, Shazam. You know whose fault this is, I mean, is, how can... Yeah, Are you going to say Frank Miller? Yeah. Well, okay. Uh, well, you can't blame him They for... had one hit yeah. with Dark Knight Returns, and DC movies have been trying to do Dark Knight Returns since 1989. But the thing is... You can have in the comic universe. You've got Batman, who's grim and gritty uh-huh. and a miserable. Yeah. So, so, so give him and, the grim stories, yeah. and then you've got Superman, who's a shining exactly. beacon of goodness. And he's a dull as yeah. he is, but you know he's a sun god. But this is what Marvel have done. He's bright. He's optimistic. He's, he's literally a sun god. He is fed by the sun. That yes. is what. So Marvel has shown you, you can not? have. You can have all these different kinds of movies. Uh-huh. You can have a space movie. Ant-Man's a... It's a heist movie. You can mm-hmm. have an event, a team movie. You can you can try all these different things. You have a spy it's, movie. You know, exactly. Yeah. If Marvel, uh-huh. Marvel turned around tomorrow and said, we're going to make a movie out of, I don't know, just some lame third-rate character, it'll, I'm sure it'll be Actually, great and a huge success. You know, and, well, because that's what they did. 2008, Iron Man. Yeah, no one Who cared about Iron Man. toss about Iron Man? Yeah. I, I have to admit I when they announced it. I have seen Iron Man since the Marvel Action Hour. Yeah. <laughs> on Saturday mornings, and I've been like not really caring about him then. Yeah. I've been like, when the Fantastic Four? 
and you know, and the Fantastic Four films suck. And the Iron Man films are great. Like, and I'll tell you, I'll tell you what it was. I think the again, one of the differences in just in philosophy between the two movie houses. DC thinks superheroes are a genre. Marvel think they're characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they can do a superhero heist movie yeah. in Ant Man. They can do a superhero yeah. war movie mm-hmm. in Captain America. They can do a superhero space epic in Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Whereas DC are just doing superhero movie, isn't it? Yeah. Smashy. Yeah. Smashy. Yeah. Smashy up men in tights. Do you know what I'd, I'd love? I'd love a superhero musical from Marvel. Make it so. Edit, edit all this out. <laughs> no, actually, <laughs> actually, do you know what? I'm going to surprise everybody by agreeing with you. Yeah. No, I I think explain awesome. yourself, Ian. What do you mean? No. The Buffy musical episode. It was amazing. Yeah, yeah, amazing. They did it with the Flash and yeah, Supergirl. Yeah, but and... they tried to copy it, but that was yeah. DC tried to copy it, so obviously it failed. Of course. Yeah, of course. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> and like I said, I, I, have enjoy, I enjoyed La La Land way more than I expected to, mm-hmm. and I actually have like the soundtrack. Seen, and, um... and I just think there's, there's room for a modern, silly... Have you seen Hail Caesar? No, I haven't. Hail Caesar, because you like La La Land. La La Land is taking itself seriously. Uh, Hail Caesar is a, obviously, it's it's Coen Brothers. So yeah, it's, yeah. It's a satire to a massive extent. But it's actually pulling on the same sort of stuff. It's like pulling on that whole, like, 1950s uh, Hollywood. Hollywood stuff, yeah, uh, Brilliant. Yeah. And it's it is so good. It's right, so yeah, funny. It's... I mean, it's old, so I, it's not so seventeen. I only saw it this year. It counts. Yeah, it counts. It's yeah. absolutely brilliant. And like everything they do in it, and they is just so clever and funny and brilliant. So if you like a musical, random, randomly a musical film about old Hollywood uh, that's a little bit dark uh, with random communism thrown in for fun, <laughs> to go for it. It's great. I'll it's tell you who'd work for a musical Deadpool. Yes. yes. Yeah, have you yeah. seen the Break the Force yeah. Wall? Have you seen the Beauty and the Beast fan film? No. I'm gonna have to show you at the end of this. Mm, okay. Okay. There's a there's an amazing uh, fan made film, and it is uh, Deadpool, the Gaston song, and it's you know no one fights like oh, Deadpool. Yes. Yeah, have you are, seen it? No, I haven't seen. It. I saw. It I saw it. I'm aware of it. Amazing. It, yeah. it is <laughs> the best thing. It's and it would work. You're right. Deadpool. And since you bring him up, uh, Deadpool musical, Marvel superheroes. Have you seen the news today? The, uh, the the talks between Fox and Disney, yeah, yeah, have um, they seem to be in the final stages and do, yeah. agreements seem Six, likely. Sixty billion. To buy Does Fox. that mean we get X Men back? Yes. Means we get the X Men back Four. and the Fantastic Four yeah. and Deadpool. No, 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 no. I no, really no. want a good Fantastic Four. Now. Think what Marvel oh, could so do. Much. Think what look what they did with with they they did a deal with Sony. I know it's different. They did a deal with Sony. Spider Man Homecoming, yeah. absolutely brilliant. Fantastic Four, a Marvel food. Bright primary colours, a sense of wonder, adventure, cosmic. I'll, I'll tell you what else this probably means. You get your preferred ending to Infinity War. Awesome. They might have all. And they might it's have it sorted late. out. No, 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 no. no they, they, and just an end credit sequence. Just a, just <sighs> a portal. Just a portal and we talked a about silhouette. It, we? Yeah, and, and someone going. Come on. They've got to do it. If they can get the papers signed in time, they don't even need to cast... I the, think it's a big... It's a I, big they, can, they, can, they don't even have to recast Wolverine. They can just hire Hugh Jackman for, <laughs> for one last I'm game. Sure yeah, he, yeah, I'm yeah. sure he'd do it if but, they threw a lot of money at him. But to be honest, I, I'm not even bothered about if they get them in for, for Infinity War. I just want to see an, an X-Men movie that feels like the X-Men. Mm. And I think that the only people that can do that are Marvel. Yeah. Because yeah. I've enjoyed some of the Fox ones, but, you know, mm. they just keep getting it wrong. And also with the TV stuff as well, it's like, I mean, you've got Gifted. Which is okay. And you've got Legion. But again, it's like, 
is it an X-Men TV show? No, no, we don't say X-Men and we don't say mutants and we don't, we don't, no one's in costumes and it's like... And I don't understand so why. why is you own the bloody rights. It's ridiculous. It's you don't have to dance around it. Gifted does mention the X-Men a lot and they do have like Thunderbird and Polaris and um, uh, Blink, you know, as the three main mutants. So that, that, they're kind of playing in the universe, but... It, it does seem to me like, so why, why aren't we just in the school yeah. with Scott, Gene? Because they're, they're doing yeah. Runaways, aren't they? And yeah. they're doing yeah. it right, it's, 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 on, yeah. it's on Hulu in America, In America, apparently. yeah. I really would like it. Here, Netflix, if you're listening, yeah. please bring us Runaways. Um, the other movies? Yeah, well, I haven't seen I haven't seen many movies this year. No, I've missed Blade Runner, so um, I feel like I should be able to talk about it, but I can't. I, I, the only thing I can say about I haven't seen Blade Runner either. The only thing I can say about Blade Runner is it amused the heck out of me that um, the Every Man, the Harrogate Every Man's banner went viral. Yeah, that <laughs> that was funny. I enjoyed that. I think I saw that, but I... they had the uh, Blade Runner to, Blade Runner twenty forty nine, whatever it was. Don't worry, they didn't ruin it. <laughs> I do enjoy that, Marquis. Um, <laughs> so that was good. That was fun. I enjoyed that. Um, the only like, the only movie I've seen this year that I feel the need to mention is Logan. Oh, God, was that this year? That was this year. Yeah. I, I thought it was last year. That's why it I was earlier this year. Yeah. It was March. Mm. Um, dear God, that was good. Yes. Yeah, yes. Really well. We did a whole podcast. We on did a whole podcast on it. So um, good. Yeah, oh, Patrick Stewart was just yeah, yeah, yeah. phenomenal. It's, it's sad that it took them until the end of the character to get him right, though, you know. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, did it. and the same with Logan, actually. Yeah. That's the Wolverine move. That's the Wolverine I've wanted to see since... When did X-Men come out? 99? 2000. 2000. I've wanted to see... I want to see that version of Logan since then. I mean, a fair play to Fox for doing something different. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. With the X-Men. And you knew it was, you knew it was going to be something special when, like, the first 30 seconds of the movie, he stabbed somebody through the head. Yeah. Uh, it's like, all right, we're going there. Fine, brilliant. Good girls. Um, there are a couple of things that I think are going to make it date horribly. Um, the self-driving trucks with no cab. Mm-hmm. It's just the flat bed with the stuff on it, yeah. just driving down the road. Well, that's, that's sci-fi never, and fancy. Yeah, it's never going. Yeah, but it, yeah, it's never going to happen. And they set it too recently in the future, too oh, close yeah, in the future. The near future. So, so alternate time. In a couple of, year, in a couple yeah, of years, yeah, yeah. it's yeah, going to be yeah. that year. Go. And we're going to be going, where's our self-driving trucks? Yeah, but we could be doing that for just about everything, couldn't we? Well, yeah, the Blade Runner, for instance. Exactly. Back to the future. Um, so he's got the mags, man. He's got the mags. Got the mags. Yeah, he's got, I'll wear he's got the, the mags. Shoes. When we do a Back to the, the Future podcast. <laughs> I'll wear my um, They're not auto-lacing, but I do like them. But also, I thought it was... If Hugh Jackman was quitting and... He was. Um, I thought it was a fitting end. I liked yes. it. Yeah, it's really And I know we talked about this a lot in the <clears> podcast, <throat> so I'm not going to go over it a lot again, but Laura Kinney, bloody hell. Mm-hmm. How good was she? I don't know if I want to see an X-23 movie. I definitely I don't do. think... Is, yeah, I would, be, I would watch that. Is there enough interest in that character? Well, I thought... I thought they were setting us up for a New Mutants movie, actually. My, my response to that is, was there enough interest in a Guardians of the Galaxy movie? <laughs> That's true. It's and I said and I said I said that earlier. Is it's Marvel can take yeah. Marvel can take almost any character. Yeah. Yes, and do it. That was and the deal is done. But that was yeah, it was Fox. Oh, there is a new mutants TV series, isn't there? No new mutants movie coming. Is it movie? I thought it was a TV show. Yeah, movie. Movie. Yeah. Okay. I'd be interested to see where that goes. Yeah. Um, I would like to see more X twenty three. I really, really would. I'd like to see more of her. Uh, I thought she. Well, I mean, she was eleven years old when they made that movie. She doesn't speak for the first third, yeah. and she stole every scene she was in. Yeah. Every single one. And then when she does speak, I did a double take. It's such a high-pitched helium squeak. Yeah. It's like, well, she sounded like a little girl. Yeah. But no, she sounded like... I, I don't know. It just it, 
it stopped me in my tracks. I was watching it's just Is that really her voice? Is she human? You know, it's very odd. <laughs> no, she's so. a mutant. So, so that's movies. Should well, we... sorry, I, I was going to do I oh, do a quick list. Oh, but I was I was just going to run through mine, and I'll tell you why, quick, just quickly, because you do love a list. I struggled to put together a top ten, my the best movies of the year. Mm-hmm. I only managed eight, and I cheated because one of them is the Last Jedi. <laughs> and I'm not going to see it until next week. So actually, my list because it will come on. It yeah, will. yeah, it's going to be. We're recording this next week. We'd all be going best film of the year. Yeah. Um, I really struggled and I was I was so surprised there was a lot, there was a lot of stuff that was okay or was, or was good but in terms of just I just thought it was standout I've got eight movies one of which is the last today but I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what they are um, Colossal I don't know if any any of you saw Pass that um, it's uh, it's directed French director um, and he did there was a there was a weird sci-fi film he did years ago uh, like a time travel thing a guy with bandages around his head did you ever, did you ever watch that it was like a time loop movie Absolutely brilliant. Anyway, it's called Colossal. It's mm-hmm. got Anne Hathaway in it. No, stay with me. Okay, I'm in. And, oh, I'm, I'm aware. Jason Sudeikis, and she, she basically, she's a bit of an alcoholic, and she goes back to her hometown, and she meets Jason Sudeikis, who's a childhood friend, and they start to hang out. Everything's kind of going well, and then uh, she blacks out sometimes, or she has too much to drink, and then on the news, she sees the next day this giant creature in South Korea is destroying. It's like a proper Godzilla thing, destroying. Anytime she blacks out, this this creature appears, <laughs> hundreds of feet tall, destroying everything. And you're just like, what's going on? And then you realise it's linked to her. There's a bit of a twist. Very good. Colossal. Okay. I, I'll check okay, that out. Sounds, I'm going to write down. That, that, sounds, sounds, very good. Yeah. that sounds kind of fun. Very good. Actually. Number yeah, three, Thor Ragnarok. I've not seen that yet. I haven't seen that yet. I've seen it. I've got kids. Thor. Well, if you like Guardians of the Galaxy 2... It's kind of more of the same, yeah. and actually funnier. I mean, Everyone it's just because it's directed by the guy who did uh, uh, what we do in the shadows yeah. and, and, and flight the Conquers. It's really funny. It's just, in fact, again, story unimportant. It's just silly, silly, and Jeff Goldblum, and it just it's brilliant. And Kate Blanchett, and Chris Hemsworth, and Kate Blanchett. And yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Everything about it is good. Very, very good. And the Hulk's in it. And come on, you know. Yeah, Yeah, he's Um, a friend from work, about. (laughs) Reg, get out. Get out. Actually, now I have heard of this and not seen it, and it's on my list of things I must. Very, very good. Oh God! So this um, this black guy and his white girlfriend, and they go home to meet her parents. They live in New York. They go home to meet her parents. They kind of live sort of... Well, for of, him to meet her parents, I'm presuming she's met them before. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's the twist, Reg. That's the twist. They go meet her parents, who kind of live in sort of the deep south sort of thing, as he goes there and he's expecting, oh, you know, it's going to be horribly racist and awkward and stuff. And that's not the problem. There's a twist and it's... it's And you're just... It's white-knuckle stuff and it and it, it, ratchets, it ratchets up the tension so well. And it's directed by, is it Jordan Peele, who does... Yeah. Of Key and Peele. Of Key and Peele, who's known for his comedy stuff. Mm-hmm. But my God, in terms of like a thriller, the drama and the tension, and then when it all happens, you're just like, ah, mm. it's proper nail-biting stuff. So not really a horror film. It's been lumped in with, with a lot of horror films this year, but it's not a horror film, but the tension is just absolutely okay. amazing. The Wolf of the Planet of the Apes, we talked about. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. Spider-Man Homecoming. It's Which got again, its, I it's got its fault, but I think that's the best Spidey We've seen so far on the big screen. Best Spider we've seen so far, but still, I, I'm, I'm going to have to best say, Peter like, Parker, best yeah. Spidey. I'm going to have to say it's not a high ball. Okay, 
but a good film. You know, Tobey Maguire was about forty-eight when he played Spider-Man. <laughs> but Tom, but Tom Holland again, Civil War, he, brilliant Spider-Man, and you watched it, and you wanted more yeah. of that, no, so you great. get more of yeah. that Spider-Man. Hello, everybody. Yeah, yeah, I love that. I love that they made Peter Parker a kid again. Yeah, and actually yes. getting played by someone who wouldn't get yeah, arrested yeah. if he went to a high school. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Blade Runner twenty forty nine. I did go and see it. I uh, watched it at the Everyman. I mean, it looked amazing. It sounded amazing. It's, it just sounded so good. There's bits of it where there's no there's no music and there's just like there's just noise, just like bam, and like the whole the the speakers in the theater. You were just like. And it goes on for about like two minutes. You're just like, and it's it's gripping. And that no, they don't sort of trample on the legacy of the original. They take the original and they build on it and they do their own thing. In terms of kind of bookends to films that kind of sit in that universe, it looks amazing, sounds amazing, brilliant performances, best performance from Harrison Ford for decades. It tanked at the box office. I cannot. I can't People, understand it. none of us went to see it. If you three got there's, sick, there's three done, tickets. I can believe it. It just it tanked. And uh, last one is Dunkirk, which I only just watched the other day. It's staggering. It's yeah. staggering. Have you had this rumor that Christopher Nolan's supposed to be directing, writing, and directing the twenty fifth Bond film? He's always wanted to do a Bond film, and he did a bit, a bit of that uh, in Inception. He's supposed to be doing the twenty fifth Bond film. I'd pay money to watch that. And the other rumor I heard, in terms of weird directing choices, this thing about Tarantino, Tarantino developing Star a Star Trek. Oh, yeah, I heard that rumor. I, I heard that weird rumor, and I was. Wait. I, I, I feel like it's it's so bizarre. It, it's I probably can't think true. of a less appropriate director to write Star Trek, <laughs> but that's why I think it might work. If he's an Uber fan of, like, say, the original, yeah. and he wants and he to is. do so, I mean, they, they they'd probably give him free reign, wouldn't they? If Tarantino said, "I'll write it and direct it for you," I think if they get Tarantino to do it, that could potentially be great. But that he's going to need someone sitting on his shoulder going, "No, Quentin." Yeah. No, no, you, you can't. can't you can't have the motherfucking triples motherfucking explode. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Samuel L. Jackson in it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The Klingons do not call everybody motherfucker. That does not happen. Um, no. You hey, can't. look, they said fucking Star Trek, Star Trek Discovery. They did. So, they did. Come on. And it was, were really upset, and I was just like, <gasps> That barrier was broken down. I, I didn't, I, I didn't hate it. It didn't bother I, me. I, yeah, actually, we're, we're going to come to Star Trek Discovery. So. Well, let's talk about it now. I've done movies, so... T- okay, TV. Yeah, Star Trek Discovery. Since we're talking about Star Trek Discovery. Yeah, let I did not expect to love it as much as I did. Yeah, me either. Ooh, love it. Um, yeah. I've, I mean, I've been, I'm a lifelong fan of Star Trek. I'm not quite old enough to have seen the original series when it came out. Um, I am old enough to have seen it on BBC Two in the 70s yeah. while I was at my grandma's while my mum finished work. And I've always loved Star Trek. It's great. I followed it through every incarnation. I even watched some of Enterprise. Um, not, not all of Enterprise. Nobody's, <laughs> nobody, but Matt is, nobody but Matt is that dedicated. Um, I, no, no, no one watched all of Enterprise. No one, even the people that made it. <laughs> pretty sure there were people who were in it who didn't yeah. watch the one they were in. Um, I, I love it. I think Discovery is very different, um, but it's not 1963 anymore. And Last episode. Yes. Yes. Yeah. But how good was the time loop episode? Because that was, it was good. That was good. It was also. It's been largely war, serious, depressed. Yeah. Serious war, war. Bit of grim, a bit of grimness. And then some time more travel was, was almost the first kind of standalone yeah, episode. Then just it? in the middle of it, there's the, they've got this really goofy time travel thing, which, which just builds up the running gags. And when, and when Trek does time travel, they yeah. usually do it fairly well. It's usually quite a good you know, the doctor, twist on it. And the Doctor like, is 
the, sorry, the engineer is, is clearly, I can't remember his name. Chief engineer. I don't know. I can't remember any of the characters' um, names apart the guy, from the, the guy who would be south of the girl who's got the woman who's got a name like a man. The blonde, the blonde gay dude. Michael who, Burnham. The, the blonde gay dude who would, would, would be Scotty in the original series. Yes. Um, he's he's like we first see him and he sounds like he's drunk and his doctor partner sort of like never mind him and we <laughs> takes him away and then the next time we see him and it's the same kind of deal but it's slightly different and he just stands like. As days go, this has been very confusing. And then we, and it slowly sort of dawns on you. It was beautifully told, and it was really funny. Is that character the Doctor? The first few episodes, you watch it, and you just think, I hate this. I can't stand this character. The engineer, he's so guy. annoying. Yeah, yeah sorry, the, yeah. sorry, the engineer. You just think, yeah, come on, he's, he's going he's gonna to die, isn't he? I really thought he would. Yeah. I actually thought he was going to die. I didn't think he'd last very long because I, I just didn't. The character was so unlikable, mm. and then they did what they did, and it's just. Yeah. It's made it. I love the way I yeah, love the way he's grown. I love the way he's totally. developed as a character. Yeah. Um, I love Michael Burnham. I think she's amazing. She's I don't understand why she's called Michael, but I'm going to let that go. It's Star Trek. Um, it's, it, um, uh, yeah, I love the f- I love the fact that they swore. I'm sorry, I do. Yeah. Um, I, I I love the way they did it. I love that there's a tribble on the captain's desk. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know if it's stuffed or not because apparently there's not millions yet. So I just love that. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm sorry. One tribble, really? Some. <laughs> If there's no, if there's no 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 other proof that this guy's from the mirror universe, he's got one triple. He's not buff enough to be from the mirror universe. And he doesn't have a pointy beard. Some kind of good facial hair. I also like the fact that I, you je- I don't think any character's safe in this in no, show. I don't. I think any anyone could. Oh, die they killed Michelle Yeoh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, Michelle. Ye- any other series, she's the yeah, star. Yeah. Uh, and also the security officer, the head of security, they killed her off really quick. Yep. You know, and I thought she would go on for a long while. Yeah, she's yeah. got, yeah. she was on uh, on um, Galactica. You yeah, know, yeah. she's got uh, sci-fi chops. And I thought, oh, they've picked someone with but good now, sci-fi. You've got the new team. security guy who's probably uh, a Klingon. Let's be honest. What's going on? The more I watched it after you said that, that he might be a Klingon. I was like. Yes. So, so yeah, yes. no, loving Discovery. You, you I, we, it. we did talk about it a lot. The internet. We did talk about Discovery a lot in the recommendations episode, though. So yes. that, was, that was only like a fortnight ago. So we should probably yes, yes. move on. Another TV show. Then um, I'll tell you what I'm gonna gonna bring up because uh, it's recent, uh, and we were talking about it off air. A, a show I did not expect to like, uh, Punisher. Yeah. Haven't watched it yet. It's I haven't really, really I'll be honest. I I didn't think. I enjoyed him in Daredevil season two. I thought it was a stunning performance by uh, Bernthal. I, I liked what they did with the character, with the PTSD and the bullet in the skull, and the, I liked that. Thought that was great. I didn't think there was a show in it. I really, really didn't. I also did not think that we needed another bloody show about a pissed off bloke with lots of guns. <laughs> I didn't think that was something that we needed in 2017. God knows we can watch the news. And no, dear God, it's. Fabulous, great! Yeah. It is. It's very, it's very good. I have to get onto it. It's so good. Um, I, I love the fact, and I was, I'm sorry, I've bored Ian's arse off with this already. Right, right. Um, <laughs> I, I love the fact that they don't wimp out on showing the, the the physical graphic violence. You shoot somebody in the head, their head explodes. And, and he you takes see a that. hell of a, a couple of really beatings. bad beatings and yeah, stabbings really and beatings. all sorts. It yeah. keeps going. But they, they also don't shy away from psychological damage. And you see the effect, not just the effect that it has on the people who are the victims of violence, but the people around them. There's the kid from the support group who's getting all yeah. the wrong influences yeah. from the, you know, the gun nuts and stuff. And you see the effect he's having on his dad, mm-hmm. who's mm-hmm. trying to look after his boy 
Um, yeah, I really, I really like knows, that touch. His, his, his little boy went yeah. away to, to Iraq uh, or Afghanistan, I forget which one he was in, and came back different. Mm-hmm. And he's trying to fix him and he's trying to help. And, he's, his and kid, there's nothing he can do. Yeah, and his kid doesn't want any help and he thinks his dad's part of the problem. And yeah, and he's carrying a gun down the back of his trousers. But even though it's a gun-heavy show, it, it's it doesn't not celebrate fortuitous. It, it doesn't fetishize guns. No, no, it at doesn't all. at all. It, it's showing you the effects on everybody yeah. of gun violence. So. And, uh, and and we talked about. Uh, we will have sounded the spoiler horn for this um, when um, I can't remember the guy's name now, so I can't spoiler his death because I can't remember what it's called. Uh, Madani's partner. Yes. Mm-hmm. We see the effect, and, and we get the. You know, we get the the. The, the shot you get in every war movie of her cradling him in her arms and, and oh, stay with me, stay with me. and, and It's getting dark. And yeah, you, oh, yeah, you get all of that. Yeah. Somebody help! Somebody help! But then the next shot, That's all I want she's get. sitting in the bath, covered, covered in blood, just staring. Absolutely catatonic. Gone. Just are, gone. Yeah. There is nobody home. Don't say who's with her. And no, I won't, I won't spoil that. I won't spoil that. But then you see, she's so far gone. Somebody else is having to clean her, and then the camera pans back, and that's just so much worse. It's just so beautifully Very good. Done. Very good. Uh, it's, it's, there, there are bits of it that will make your heart drop through your stomach. It's just awful and it puts the character of the Punisher in a very interesting position at the end of the series. Yes. So as to where they go next. Next. That, yes, it is. That I was very into. I, I, I loved that ending. Because they could have done it all gung ho and tough, they could have done it with him getting killed. Yeah. Uh, I'm not saying which one they did. <laughs> um, there's all sorts of things they could have done. Is he in that Deadpool musical <laughs> that Ian's making? Yeah. Well, yeah, it's the song at the end that I thought was. Uh, but no, because they, they they end it in such a low key way that they can go anywhere now. Speaking yeah. of sounds from the Punisher, though, I would really like to have John Bernthal's grunt as as a, um, a message to him. <laughs> He just does that <laughs> all the time. Every time he's fighting someone, it's yeah. just this ridiculous. Yeah. He's one of those yes. actors where you, I bet he's like that in real life. Oh yeah, he's just like he's, well, he's totally a, like you wouldn't mess with. He's, him. A, he's a boxer, but you can tell he's a shit boxer because look at his face. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> he's, he's pummeled. Actually, so. he did that. He was interviewed on the Nerdist, and he did that. He made that point. Mm. Yeah, did he? Yeah, he said. Yeah, he was, he was always he was always scrappy. He was always a fighter. You know, he was the bad boy of the family. Yeah, he was the black sheep. Um, and he said, and he got into boxing, and that gave him the discipline that he needed to turn his life around. But at the same time, yeah, basically, look at me, I'm terrible. <laughs> <laughs> so, Punisher. So, Punisher, that was great. Um, we have talked about it on the podcast before, uh, and I'm only coming back to it because we had we were all halfway through it at the time, and we had moderately high hopes, which have subsequently been dashed. Iron Fist. Oh, can we just not? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Next. I, I, I just didn't. Yeah, I didn't we, even go there. Yeah, Next okay. TV show. We all got confused. <laughs> it, was, it was mass hysteria. On, on a happier note, uh, as I said, as I said though, <laughs> you can if you watch it again, right? No, it's worse no. than you thought the first time. No, no. What you need to do, you need to change the way you think about it. Because it shouldn't have been called Iron oh, Fist. Oh, you said this before. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. should have been called The Amazing Adventures of Ninja Detective Colleen Wing and Her Crap Sidekick. <laughs> her Crap White Sidekick. That's what it should have been called. And if you see it from that point of view, you, you know, you always say, if you take Attack of the Clones mm-hmm. and you fast forward through... You fast forward through every scene that doesn't have Ewan McGregor in it. Yeah. It becomes a 30-minute 
Jedi detective story. And it's almost passable. Yeah. yeah. If you watch... <laughs> If you, watch Iron Fist, <laughs> if you watch Iron Fist but only watch the scenes killing wings in, yeah. it's quite good. Yeah. I have done this with TV series before because I just like hate and there's a decent scene. Yeah. Hate. And I, yeah, it's... And then I, I think I, when we did that podcast about Iron Fist, I think I said, I'm, I'm going to wait and see, I'm going to pass judgment on the character and the actor until he appears in Defenders because Power Man and Iron Fist I really didn't help thought but they'd worked out. <laughs> he didn't help at all and he was just as bad in Defenders I watched Defenders I did not watch Iron so, Fist I hate maybe, him maybe get a different showrunner for season 2 of the Iron problem, Fist and do something different the problem with Defenders was that it wasn't a show it was it was it was Pretty one sure of the plot threads from, from yeah it, it would have worked as one of the plot threads from either Iron mm. Fist season 2 or Daredevil season 3 like I really yeah. felt like the, my biggest issue with Defenders is I can't believe Jones and Luke Cage were just like random bit characters that popped up yeah. they mostly didn't need to be there yeah and they and my other issue with it is the fact that Jessica Jones could punch someone through a wall and in certain of those situations she would have done so and yet she was getting beaten up no <laughs> just yeah. no no, yeah, I agree. no impossible also they could make Mr. White Boy with a shiny message on his chest into a hero. No! Jessica Jones and Luke Cage would have killed everyone yeah, in that but, room before he stood up! Yeah. Put his hand lights up! <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, I'm with you, actually. I'm with you. I, 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 I'm far more excited for Jessica Jones season two than I am for yeah. anything else. Let's actually. not spend any more time on Iron Fist. Let's move on. Let's move on. Let's move on. Maybe we should do an Iron Fist musical. <laughs> Well, you couldn't make it worse. You couldn't make it. Yes, it couldn't be much. Look at my shiny hand. So let's not start making my shiny hand. It's as good as written. Let's talk. Let's talk about Stranger Things too. Let's talk about something. Let's do that. We all like Stranger Things too. And indeed, we all do love Stranger Things too. But. You're going to have to wait a week to find out what we had to say about it because we've been running over an hour now and it's time to wrap this up. So, thank you so much for listening. We will see you next time when we meet at the gates to discuss further the good things about 2017. Thank you for listening to the Geeks at the Gate podcast. us on Facebook at facebook.com slash geeks at the gate or contact us on Twitter at geeks at the gates or contact us by email on mail for geeks at the gates at gmail.com that is the number four not the word geeks at the gates is a production of Venus Rising Media and is proudly made in Yorkshire around um sometimes it'll be outtakes uh sometimes it'll be something else today it's something i've stolen from scroobius pip of the distraction pieces podcast and um it's basically something he does at the end of his podcast which is to recommend another podcast and i'm going to recommend scroobius pip's distraction pieces he gets great interviews 
with really quite amazing people in a geek world. He's done um, James McAvoy. He's interviewed Alan Moore. He's interviewed all uh, Garth Ennis. He's interviewed all kinds of people uh, from the world of geek, from the world of music, from film, from TV, from comedy. You get the general idea. Um, always worth listening to, even if you don't think you're going to like listening to the conversation he's about to have. I've learned loads from listening to Scroobius Pip. Um, and no, his mum calls him David. Scroobius isn't his real name. Anyway, that's my recommendation. Um, and this time we really are going. See you next week, guys, when we meet again at the gates. <laughs>